Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food aid. Good morning. This is Wesley Wright, the unbougie foodie, bringing you information about food resources and topics about food during COVID-19. I am... I'm I'm back, (laughs) y'all. I am... How long have you been sitting on that one? As of this morning, for if you must know... Yeah. <laughs> Hello, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it is yes. We are still in the midst of COVID nineteen, the coronavirus crisis. Uh, I'm making light of it, not in that sense. But um, it's Saturday, and you want to talk about food, or I want to, and I want to share that with you. Uh, so I want to thank you and welcome you. Uh, for taking the time to sit down with me uh, this morning. Uh, it's a wonderful Saturday morning. It's sunny out there, and it's going to be warm today. It's supposed to be like in the upper 50s, the low 60s, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, that other voice that you heard was a person that you haven't heard in quite a while, right? <laughs> so it's my nephew, uh, the unbougie foodie junior. <laughs> He's been busy doing his thing and everything, so he's uh, joining me today to uh, help with some just information on. I'll do what I can uh, on topics about food, and I think we have some really great um, subjects that we're going to be talking about. Uh, one of them is uh, it's it's going to sound weird, but it's called. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, companion planting. <laughs> I was going to say champion planting. That's not it. I didn't want to say it that way. Um, uh, along with actual food resources that you can utilize to, you know, find maybe a food pantry in your local area, um, and and other uh, other topics as well. So again, I hope you'll join me uh, or join us uh, for the time being. Uh, it's our show and you know our food our show talks about food uh if you have any comments questions and so forth please feel free to give us a call here at the radio station it is 651-200-3479 once again 651-200-3479 before i continue uh, i've already given you information regarding calling the radio station to talk to us but please, I invite you to follow me on Facebook as well as on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, things have slowed down a little bit, but you know they're ramping back up. So again, with Facebook, it is the under, the unbougie foodie. Uh, for Instagram, it is the 
So the word the th or the excuse me, t h e underscore unbuji foodie, and then Twitter is at unbuji foodie, and then for comments, questions, ideas, and so forth, you could always uh, reach out to my nephew too at times when he's available, unbuji foodie junior uh, at Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So that's for comments, questions, or if you have any uh, inquiries that are a little, a uh, little sillier. Yeah. Then, uh, then what's standard on the show? You can direct those to me, and I'll try and integrate them somehow. Mm. <laughs> Bringing you news and updates on food and resources in your local area. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Sorry. We'll work on some sound effects for next time. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's crazy. So, anyway, thank you very much again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. It is. Um, Oh, Saturday, I tell you. So, what I was finding was that I know that we have been, there have been a number of restaurants that have really been putting their best foot forward. One, staying afloat, um, you know, doing what they can to support the community, um, but also, one, I guess you want to say stay relevant uh, and not lose their business. I, what what is your viewpoint on that? I mean, public. Uh, this is a public question, you know, for the public, for the listening audience. What is your viewpoint? I would love to find out what you're feeling on it. Uh, I know you have your favorite restaurants that you would like to go to, and are hoping that you know they they stick around. They're not going anywhere, um, but there have been enough, uh, many others that have had to close because maybe that hasn't been their their path of wanting to go the route of curbside service. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what do you think about it, nephew? Um, I think we're in kind of a weird transition period. We I, mean, I feel like a lot of um, restaurants, it's it's kind of difficult to translate their service into something that's m- more conducive to the current situation we're in, something more like takeout or something like that. Exactly. It's hard to make the shift. And so those... those uh, places are kind of I mean kind of left in the lurch for the for the time being not really having having any way to sustain what they've got going on right exactly um while we were coming here I made a comment and it's a it's a valid I guess (laughs) comment um because a lot of folks um, and I'm I'm thankful. That's one thing I am thankful for right now. A lot of folks are are out of a job, or they don't know how they're going to pay their mortgage or car note or their regular bills. Period. In general, and you know, to go out and to they they want to support their local restaurants and see them stay afloat. But it's hard to think about that when you have finances yourself. Um, I mean, like, what do you do? What are what are some things that you feel that you can do? And or what are your thoughts on that? Of okay, well, I want to bring them the support that they need, but I, I'm sorry, my family is more important, <laughs> you know. And that's not that's real. That's real talk. Really, it is. Uh, it's what are your priorities? And maybe some folks might feel that, oh, okay, well, we can't do it 
uh, maybe we'll do it one time a month or maybe one time a week or something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, still, that's still money that's going out of your pocket that you could put it for gas if you need to go out somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Thoughts for you from you or. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think is to kind of reiterate what I what I had um, originally said when we had the conversation earlier, where it's like that's um, uh, not everyone is in a position to be like, yeah, I'm just going to order takeout every day. And especially when people's jobs and their finances are all kind of up in the air, it's really uncertain right now. Fortunately, some people have the ability to work from home, but that's not everyone's you know ordeal, and that's not everyone's um, situation. Right. So it's like if you can do some, do um, do something to support local businesses, so that you know, hopefully, when everything kind of goes back to normal, these places aren't you know left like permanently financially crippled because of this. Right. But I'm like, obviously, if you can, and that's not something that's within your circumstance to do, there's no. Um, you know, no one's well. No one should be upset with you about it and treat you any some type of way, because um, that wasn't your. Those aren't weren't your financial abilities, and those people, uh, ourselves included, can. You know, there's other things that we can do to try and uh, try and sustain ourselves and eat well and eat healthy during this time. No, exactly, and you know, those are all valid points. Uh, I didn't want to just have it as being mine, my own. Um, and that's the word, you know what I mean? <laughs> I really want to be able to get others' opinions on that. Um, so, again, please feel free to use the telephone uh, to get in contact with us. It's a, a again, I'm, I'm trying to be positive and bring, um, make things light. Um, you know, talking about food for me is always enjoyable, and hopefully I want to share that with you and uh, make you feel the same way. Um but these are the things that we're faced with right now and we can't just really push them aside and just think or or hide them and, and make it seem like we're not really dealing with them. If I guess I would not be a person that um, doesn't show you know, interest or care for the community if I'm not talking about things that really matter to folks when it comes down to, uh, hello, I'm in the community myself. So, you know people are talking about where their next you know forget about stimulus i mean yeah you get your stimulus but then after that when when that runs out or there's the unemployment there's the extra you know that and they're they're making supposedly making these extra moves to assist and to help with that but at the same time um when you have families you know you're just kind of like who wants to live just to that that next I guess stimulus check or or whatever you want to try to think ahead and and figure out well what can I do what are things that I could do for myself my own sanity my the health health of my family mm-hmm. all of that um, there, it has to be conversations that we have that we talk about um, it, it it can be uncomfortable at times but that's what we're here for so I mean if you have comments questions you know thoughts uh hey maybe you might know of a food resource in your area that you could that you'd like to share um that kind of goes into what i wanted to start talking about you know there is 
while I was thinking of, okay, well, maybe I don't have, you know, folks may not, or even myself may not have the funds available to be able to go out um, and support maybe, you know, restaurants that are doing curbside service, um, which is a wonderful thing that they're doing. I mean, there are a number of restaurants and you've probably seen a number of articles and so forth. We won't probably be touching on that today, um, all the different restaurants that are doing so, but um, on the news uh, magazines and so forth have you know showcased them and talked about them and everything. But I feel like I want to uh, mention about you know food resources um, or how you could find food resources in your community. And uh, an awesome one that I found was what is it called? What is it? Uh, it is Food Finder USA. So Food Finder USA, you know, they are uh, a page where you're where families are able to safely go and, you know, securely find out where free food is uh, in their area. And so to find that, you just simply go, oh, seriously, foodfinder.us. And... Da, 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 da. And so when you get there, you'll you're presented with a splash screen and so forth. So the one of the the very first fields that you're going to notice is uh, you know a search for food by zip code. So let's just say for me, I do you know five five one one seven. And then it will bring up all the different. Uh, food resources that are in the area, specifically in the area. Um, and it's interesting to note that uh, when you go onto this page, it does give you a map. Um, the blue, I'll say flag or pinpoint, is where you're located or where your neighborhood is. And then all of the other uh, pinpoints, uh, especially they're red, um, those are the ones that you are actually going to, when you click on them or go nearby them, you could see that they gives you information uh, on, <laughs> it gives you information on that specific um, food bank or f uh, additional food resource. And it's very, it's quite intuitive. I mean, this is not just for the Twin Cities, but again, going by your zip code and because, you know, nationwide we're you know, going through this whole pandemic um, or crisis. Um, and again, people are worried about food and so forth, where they're going to get the next. And I even have a personal, hopefully the family's not going to be mad about that, but, um, you know, be able to find food when you need it. If you don't have that ability to, I don't know, you don't have the funds yet or are available. Um, this is going to come so much in handy. <clears throat> so much um yeah it's going to be very helpful very very helpful um places like and we i've talked about a number of these places before <clears throat> excuse me that's not covid <laughs> sorry um keystone uh I, i'm just clicking on a few of these keystone community um services you know on rice street 
uh, food of the vine um, food shelf. And, and what makes this great, too, uh, we're still talking about Food Finder, is that when you're clicking on each one of these different flags or pinpoints, it tells you, uh, you know, um, the dates and times that they're available. For instance, the one that I just mentioned, Food of the Vine uh, Food Shelf, um, they're available Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then there are details that you can actually go to as well. Um, so many different others, Salvation Army, the East Side, um, uh, East, East St. Paul, uh, and that's the Salvation Army is it's right on pain. Um, they're available Monday through Friday. So, uh, again, just by going to each one of those, um, you could find out one that's specific to your area or that you could visit. Here's another one, Department of, Na- uh, of Indian Work, uh, Native Americans in Ramsey County. You know, you for that one, you'd have to call. But again, being as intuitive as it is, you can find food within your area and not have to worry about, okay, well, where's my next meal going to come from? Uh, and, you know, I, I was about to, I kind of under my breath talked about um, something personal. Um, my family is in Los Angeles, aside from my nephew being here with me, but my family is in Los Angeles. And just California in, in general is under this whole. Shelter in place, pretty much. Um, yeah, as far as I know, it's something a little bit similar to um, to what we have here, but obviously a lot more stringent. Um, right. As far as I know, they have a curfew and things of that nature. Exactly. So a lot more, uh, a lot more regulated. Yeah. Bigger population, so they're a lot more concerned about uh, the potential spread. Exactly. But I say that because uh, I want to be able to, you know, kind of talk about more. My family, they at times rely on some food banks or food shelves to actually go to. And that's that's not to say that, I mean, one, my parents, they're, they're elderly. Um, they're in, they're, they're up in age. I'm not going to say their ages <laughs> just because I don't want to get in trouble from them. <laughs> but then, you know, my sisters are there. They're helping out definitely, but um, still... Um, not having the ability to really get to the resources or have the resources to go buy the groceries or so forth, or at least not sufficient, there are bills that need to be paid. Things, we can't be waiting for the stimulus checks and everything all the time. So uh, until that time period, you've got to you know work with what you have. So, you know, I, I think I, maybe at some point, maybe if they're listening, you know, that they'll also utilize foodfinder.us and find maybe a food shelf that's in their local area but just across the nation you know this again is not just for the twin cities you could be in any state um it just says you know that's why it's called food finder us um so that there's just one resource that i was you know kind of mentioning um i wanted to uh, in talking about that, let's just say that, okay, well, I, you have folks that are, are thinking, okay, well, I, I want to, I have some resources, but I don't want to use all my resources, you know, going out and so forth. I, can I go to the grocery store, but I can go to the grocery store, but what am I going to get? What things do I get? Uh, how do I, how do I know what things to actually buy and to purchase, you know, without it being, you know, you still want healthy things to purchase, um, you know, care for your family, even your children, too. 
but again, what are what are the things that you need to actually stock up on? Um, I'll it, give you a hint. It's not toilet paper. Yeah, it's not, it's definitely not toilet paper, because um, toilet paper is not going to feed you. I mean, for some, there might be it gets that rough out addiction. here. You never know. I, right. Well, hey, I'm just saying. But uh, there was an article that I was reading that talked on uh, that mentioned what experts say that you should stock up on um, during the coronavirus or for coronavirus preparation. And again, like my nephew mentioned, you could prepare without panic buying. (laughs) So this was, you know, back uh, in March. And even though we are, we're, I won't say that I think that we're winding down. Maybe we are, but maybe Um, certain states kind of early onset panic has started to die down right people are uh becoming a little more comfortable with the situation comfortable not comfortable they're getting used to how things are yes i think that's what it is and but still there is that need to we still don't have that full-on let's go out everywhere you know uh, the doors are flung open and you can restaurants this and that and whatnot which is you know of course another topic we're not going to talk about not because i'm not afraid to talk about it but it's just like this is the food show i'm not talking about political stuff right now or at all period um unless it refers to food (laughs) but i'm just saying that you know they're not just running out and just saying okay free for all to go all to these restaurants and so forth and it's going to come a time where you can't constantly use your resources to go out to a restaurant or to go to a fast food or you know find some things that you could actually do at home Um, so me talking about this article or mentioning this article that I was reading is also going to lead into something else, but I want to go further into that where, you know, one of the things they say consider is your pantry items. Canned and packaged goods, they're all, you know, good options for creating some type of base meal. I think a lot of friends, you know, um, that we've gone to or that I've talked to just either online or I visited. Uh, only one. You can't see it, people, but I'm shaking my head. Very yeah, he me. is in in disarray and dismay and all those d- disses all together. Um, but they talked about you know pasta, soup, rice. But you, you kind of don't even have to. Those are kind of like st- standards and staples because even when you've gone to the grocery store, you could see down these aisles. Wait, wait, wait there's no more. <laughs> Yeah. There's no more pasta. There, yeah, there's no soups. Uh, and dang, rice people are. Rice is like a commodity right now. <laughs> like, I think mm-hmm. it has slowed down a little bit, but still, people are like, yeah, those twenty five, thirty pounds of rice and whatnot. Um, people thought it was going to be like contagion, and they went out and like bought a whole Crazy. bunch of stuff. Like I said, people are now kind of like. Okay, I shouldn't have probably needed to buy all yeah. of this stuff, and yeah, I could have still be able to go yeah. out and get. Now some when people things. go to the grocery store and things like that, they're a little more measured, and you see more toilet paper, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, those specific things again, these pantry items, these dry goods, um, and you could add in there, you know, beans, and we already mentioned like dry beans themselves. Um, but canned soups or even canned vegetables, these are the type of things that you actually want to actually consider 
um, and know that would come in handy you know when you know if someone in the house becomes ill and doesn't have an opportunity to actually go out um, to the grocery store to purchase um, you know groceries or, or these things um, even the Department of Homeland Security they recommend having a you know 14 day supply of water on hand and so I totally understand well maybe no I don't understand I understand why some folks feel like they needed to really stockpile bottles of water. I mean, I don't think... I'm just going to say it. I think some folks are being a little bit bougie on this. Because, seriously, maybe you don't like the, t- the taste of tap water or whatever. But, really, you're going to spend all your... Even though water bottled water is not very expensive still that could have been used for something else and did you really need to get five cases of a 24 pack or a 30 pack or however many bottles of water are in this thing i'm like seriously if i don't know am i being too um you could be honest no no i agree with you but i think it's kind of Everybody was just buying a bunch of everything yeah well, but toilet paper and water and of course the 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 dry good stuff, but I'm just saying, yeah. I'm talking, you know, water's food. Sorry, but I'm just saying. No, uh, no, you're right. You're right. That was definitely a um, better allocation of resources. Would have been would have been more uh, would have been nicer to see. Then you said you, you have tap water. But it's all know, right. It's you, not, you'll be fine. You're not gonna die. You'll you're live. not gonna die. Right. Exactly. It's like if that's the case, make your face, hold your nose, whatever you need to do. <laughs> But the best thing that I've seen, and I might post this later, um, even with all the, the panic buying, people still weren't buying Aquafina. Actually, that, yeah, because Aquafina is not the best. I mean, yeah, it's kind of. It's just, it just makes me laugh. It's, people were know. like, we're dying, but I'm still not drinking Aquafina. Yeah, I'm not touching Aquafina. Anyway, you know. That whole 14-day supply of water thing, I know that went off on a little bit of a tangent. That's my fault. But, you know, one of the things that they continue to mention in the article specifically about water is like, okay, experts have actually clarified that, look, the corona is not going to affect the water supply. You know, it's it's not likely to be affected by the coronavirus or COVID-19. Um it's. I think it's just people that they're bougie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for <laughs> continuing on, there are some other examples of useful foods that you could actually get: um, beef jerky, popcorn. Uh, I don't know about the popcorn because the popcorn would be like one one night of movie watching or binging in one day, and it's like, dang. Now we don't have a we that that whole five five foot long bag of popcorn and whatever is now all gone because what the eight of us sat around and watched movies all pretty much all night what I don't shake your head I don't like popcorn oh well, anyway <laughs> it'll be you alone with that five well, foot bag it won't no I mean if it well I don't know maybe I'm, if, I'm, maybe if it was Chicago land popcorn or that the Chicago style you might change your mind or maybe not I don't know maybe who knows uh but we already talked about, you know, the dried, um, like, beans and legumes. So whether it be dried or canned, um, I prefer dry. 
I mean, I don't want to. I don't really. Okay, I take that back. He doesn't because like bean juice, people. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think anybody does really. Um, I'm, I may use some of it when I'm making chili, and I think that's the only time that I'm actually. Well, I take that back because I think I have done just as a shortcut. Uh, rice and be- cooking up rice and beans with um with canned kidney beans. I know I said as a shortcut, but who the only per- the person that told me that shortcut was Daddy. So fine, I'll let it slide then. Exactly, not because I know Aunt Louise will be like, no, right? She she corrected me on something. Yeah, and. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to talk about that. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just the fact that, you know, that's not how you do stuff <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, uh, so. Uh, but, yeah, definitely uh, good things to bring up. Some of those, if you, um, if you're kind of, uh, if this is kind of in your wheelhouse, some of these food items wouldn't be a surprise. Beef jerky isn't one that I would have immediately thought of. It's no. one that, like, once you said it, it was like, that makes a lot of sense. It does. But it's off the top of my head. And plus it lasts so much long, you know, longer yeah, and whatnot. So, I mean, there's still other things as well. You know, of course, there's the canned fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, jarred tomato sauce. Um, or you could just run over to one of your... Oh, okay. I should not guess. <laughs> I was going to say run over to one of your friend's house and know that they Social have... Social distancing is important, people. I know. It is and, very it is now, important. Now, granted, I think some people do a bit too much, but in the general scheme and the grand concept of it all, social distancing is important. He, he's right about that, and I'm just going to leave that, leave it at that. He is right about that. <laughs> Um, and that is something that we could mention at the end of the show. Or he's probably going to mention it throughout, but for his reasons only. Um, we'll, we'll have a little. We'll have a little PSA at the end, uh, brother. Nut butters, um, trail mix. You're done. Cashew butter, almond butter. Just see, you're showing your age. Uh, oatmeal. Shelf stable milks, um, you know, kind of like pet milk, uh, condensed milk, uh, but that's that's for things. I mean, that you could make something with. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for myself, uh, especially. I mean, it's funny that they put oatmeal and then shelf stable milks because those are like two. They go hand in hand for me, unless I'm baking something and then I'm using pet milk or maybe some condensed milk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But oatmeal, you haven't. You've tasted my oatmeal before. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I make it like cake. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm being serious. I'm being honest. I mean, no, I put. He, he has a right to brag. It's bomb. It, I mean, I I like my oatmeal. I mean, I do with Malta meal too. So it's things like that that they're saying. You know, these examples of u- useful foods because they're at certain. Po- well, if you don't add a whole bunch of stuff like making it like cake, yeah, it is <laughs> healthy for you, uh, and it's it's hearty. It's gonna last long. You're not gonna feel like okay after you've had a breakfast. What another couple of hours later, you're like, oh gosh, I'm starving. I need to eat some food, and then you start to raid the <laughs> your pantry. No, you have something like oatmeal or even malta meal or something, and you're like, okay, I could last for a good five hours from now, and you know, be able to do stuff or know that okay, well. I, I'm not starving, and I have food for the next day. Jelly, 
uh, and then the last thing, which I I admit uh, it's pet food, but I admit that I find myself thinking that I would prefer to if I had my like my last twenty dollars or something like that, which it's happened. Last twenty dollars, you know, for until next the following payday. I mean, I paid bills and get you know car note, this and all of the other things, and I'm like, okay, this twenty dollars needs to probably last me uh, for the next five days or something like that. Up, oh, dog doesn't have you know dog food. Twelve dollars is going for him, <laughs> and I'm I'm I I am very serious about that. I there's just something about me wanting to take care of especially my dog before myself and that's not to say that i'm totally gonna go hungry but i will be like okay well i guess i'm gonna have to be like my nephew before he came uh and get top ramen or something or else i'm going to go and get oatmeal uh and pet milk and and two or three days i will this is shameful to say, <laughs> but I will have oatmeal a day or two. You know, I've done it. I've made a nice big pot of oatmeal. Peas, porridge. No, peas, porridge. I was going to do that. <laughs> and then put it in the refrigerator, warm it up the next day. I'm, I know, but I'm just saying, I can't leave my doggy without any type of food. So anyway, that's just me. I'm, I'm crazy that way. <laughs> um. Continuing on, frozen foods. Okay, frozen foods, seriously. I, I think there are certain things that, uh, I don't know, uh, vegetables, of course, are one. Meat is another. But some of these ones that are on here are, I never really thought about. They mention frozen grains and potatoes. Smoothies. If I'm buying a smoothie, I'm going to have the smoothie, like now. So it's like there's no unless I'm going unless I've made a bunch of I guess smoothies at home or something and I'm gonna yeah but no I don't I wouldn't do that yeah. I'm gonna make a smoothie and have it now because I, I want it I'm hungry <laughs> I, I need to and consume it but you know those are they're saying that it's a great way to make sure that you still have plenty of nutritious foods within your your home um, during whatever length of time that we are at home and as i was mentioning uh again even though it seems like maybe we're kind of like winding down on how long we're going to stay at home um because as you could see you know people are clamoring to i need to get back to work i don't want to i think what they're trying to say is what you really are trying to say subliminally is I need to get back to work to get away from my husband, my wife, my children. <laughs> That's 100% accurate. <laughs> There's a handful like, of people that I know that I'm are like, like man, uh, my uh, kids suck. I didn't even realize. <laughs> and, okay, not everybody is saying that or feeling that, but I'm just like, literally, I, I definitely understand if you are a person that is not considered a non-essential and you have been, you know, Maybe you don't have the ability to work from home or they said, OK, well, we're going to have to kind of like lay you off or, or whatever. That's that's I'm not, again, making light of that at all. Um, but again, I know that it seems with folks really being on this whole let us. <laughs> I saw on someone's protest board, let us free. I'm like, y'all stole that from another movie. And you know that 
that's not even the movie that you watched. But whatever. Let us free. <laughs> really? Let us free? Mm-hmm. Let it. Mm. So anyway. D- just know that these are the things you could have during this time period. Um, you, as you are all aware, we talked about the food. There are home supplies, and I'm just mentioning them because it's still within the same article. You know, um, alcohol, bleach, um, toiletries, you know, body wash, shampoo, shaving supplies. The, sa- the shaving supplies thing, yeah, I tell you, I have... Trouble with that <laughs> because it just seems like okay during this time, and maybe it's other things as well, whether it be toilet paper, water, whatever the case is. All of a sudden, I'm seeing this jump in shaving supplies. I was like, What? I I remember when this was like nine dollars, now it's a 12. What? Yeah, I'm like, Y'all could keep that. I tried to go with the beard thing, but it didn't work. It was like a porcupine, and uh, I told him he should have just stuck no. with it. After I was dying after five days, no, I no, no pain, no gain. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not that type of individual. Uh, anyway, so if you all have any type of ideas, thoughts, you know, maybe something that you want to add to the list, feel free, reach out. Uh, you know, you could always get in contact with me through Facebook. Uh, definitely reach out to my nephew, you know, Unbuji Foodie Junior. And say, hey, maybe you guys need to talk about this the next time. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Let me let us know. Um, I'm kind of all over the place right now, so I might not be able to respond immediately. But trust and believe, I will see it. Right, and will definitely be something that we try and work to incorporate. Exactly. Okay, so now I want to get into this uh, companion planting. Mm. Uh, this I thought was really really interesting because, you know, some folks are like, well, what is well, not for some folks. I was like, what? What do you mean companion? It, it, it kind of makes sense, but then you're probably out there thinking, well, what does that mean? Well, companion planting, it's the practice of planting two or more plants together for mutual benefit. You know, let's say, for example, you know, there might be a certain plant that they're grown together so that they could get basically feed off of nutrients from one another and uh, get those requirements um, understanding the growth habits, you know, uh, having the ability to, you know, some plants when they're grown next to one another, they help repel pests. Um, and so that other plant that they're growing next to, um, they're saved from maybe mice or, you know, rodents or birds or, or things like that. I never thought about, for me, that kind of came this type of thing before understanding about companion planting i'm like why it's just i need rows of rows of this here a rows of radishes here you know i very defined areas but if you start thinking of it as well if you kind of mix these two or three things plants together or group them together um you'll see the benefits uh, of that and so I, I still you know, had to do a little bit more research. Um, and it, I think there is an article. It's entitled, uh, Use This Companion um, Planting Chart to Help Your, Your Garden Thrive. And it is on LiveLoveFruit.com. Um, again, LiveLoveFruit.com. And this was this is one from last year, and I'm quite sure that there are growers uh, or garden folks that have known about this. 
Um, I live in an apartment complex, so I don't have that opportunity to really grow things like that, even though I want to. But um, still, it's I really, you know, thought it was really interesting to you know, find out about this. Uh, here are some benefits of that companion planting. One, and I know we talked about that, you know, at the um, at the onset of the article and me mentioning it, but it says it minimizes risk. Uh, if one crop fails or is affected by harsh um, weather, pests, or disease, the overall yield of your plot may be increased by limiting the spread. So to minimize risk, you want to actually focus on creating the best natural growth patterns and diversity in your space. Um, so don't try to do a giant plot of tomatoes in one section. And that's how I was thinking, you know, do yeah. do do uh, tomatoes, do potatoes, you know, and everything. But here they're saying, no, rather mix it up. And especially if. You don't want that, what they're saying about minimizing the risk. If you planted all those tomatoes and all of a sudden, boom, you know, something hits the whole entire crop, then you're like, dang, I just wasted all of that, that time, that effort, you know, rather than here's some tomatoes over here with some garlic and so forth. And here's some tomatoes over here with some corn or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's starting to make sense to me. And so there's, um, it goes on to say that instead, focus on polycultures that mimic the way plants will grow in nature. And it started to make sense with me even more because I, in the past, having conversations with other friends, they were like, I mean, when you think of how birds get seeds or, you know, when they pick up seeds or whatever, and then they, they drop them elsewhere or whatever, it's not always... Uh, in the same, you'll find a spot of uh, tomatoes over here. Ten feet away, you'll find another patch of tomatoes or or bell peppers, and you're like, "Well, crap! What's happening?" Well, that's the natural way of you know that plants would grow. Um, you know, when humans got involved and everything, it just it screwed everything up. <laughs> um, crop protection, again, that same thing. Companion uh, planting, they offer shelter from harsh weathers. Uh, we know that we have harsh weathers here in Minnesota, uh, the cold. Um, yeah, and sometimes, sometimes um, the heat, but much more, more so the cold. But, you know, you can actually, they mentioned that you could grow delicate plants next to more hardier ones that have the foliage and strength to withstand such conditions and guarantee the growth success of the smaller plants. Uh, and for me, the great one that I could think of is kale. If you have kale, especially, um, I love dinosaur kale. We won't talk about, we just had kale couple of nights ago or whatever the experience didn't turn out the way that i wanted it to i admit that hello i'm know my faults and everything i just kind of left really good i left it in the oven too long i was trying to roast it and yeah it kind of became it came it became candied let me just put it that way and a little bit crispy it wasn't burnt it was not but was it burnt it was not burnt liar i didn't even say (laughs) you didn't have to you open your mouth like uh, I, I don't know what to say. It wasn't burnt. Shush. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, so again, I use that as an example. Dinosaur kale, you know, if you have a small, like smaller um, vegetables, um, maybe 
if to me, well, I, I, before I speak, I'm trying to get to tell you all some of these things and how to grow certain things. You know, maybe there's basil or things that are nearby it uh, that are would normally be if it were out in the just open like that. Uh, the weather, those harsh weather conditions would cause them to to perish. Uh, but those dinosaur kale or any type of other hardier uh, plants would give it that opportunity to thrive or at least to survive during that time period. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, there's some other uh, points. Did you have anything that you want to share on that? Cause um, not so much an article because what you're talking about is really good information. I had a, um, a really cool infographic that I'll probably I'll send to you that you can post on, okay. the, on your main social medias and I'll also be posting it posting it on my Twitter. Cool, cool. Um, it kind of goes over um, month to month what like what your garden schedule should be right. to kind of uh, maintain a good harvest throughout the year. So talking about uh, January through February, talking about getting your, your seeds and your gardening supplies and preparing your area all the way through March, April, May, so on and so forth about um, not only which plants are are best to just um to start planting in those times okay but also um for the second week third week going forward in each of those months how to best care for your your harvest so and that goes for the whole year that's so awesome. i'll end up posting that so if anyone does want to get into that or if you or some um are doing it already and you want something like this to kind of help you streamline your scheduling I think this would be really great. As well as be able to protect your your crops, and you know, depending upon how you've had them planted or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Live Love Fruit article goes on to actually talk about the different plants um, and how they could be planted next to each other or certain other plants. You know, the interesting reason why I'm even talking about this is because um, you know during all of this. A lot of folks that I've mentioned or talked to, and even ones that they were doing it prior, you know, they really get that enjoy getting out in the into the garden and doing stuff, doing things like this. But they wanted to mention that when they went to the grocery store, there were no like fruits and vegetables available, or or specifically vegetables. And they're like, "Dang, I wanted some onions or you know cucumbers or whatever the case is." They were all out. And they were thinking of, well, I want to start my own garden. Well, here's a here's a great way to, even if you don't start off huge or have a huge plot of land, you can grow a number of things next to one another. Because for me, initially, I'm thinking just from being younger in the past, I think that you needed to have like a, a larger plot. Or if you only have a small area, the only thing that you could plant was tomatoes. The only thing you could plant was this, you know, because I just I guess I never thought about it. But then as you get older and even now with this um, uh, companion planting, you get a better understanding of, OK, I now I see, mm-hmm. you know, this these work. They can all grow together. And an example of that, it said, um it goes literally from A A to Z, if you would, on this <laughs> A to T, actually, because tomatoes is probably like the last thing. I don't think, of, well, they didn't mention zucchini. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but it, then you know what I'm trying to say. It covers all the different types of vegetables and that you can grow together. Um, one that I 
just immediately looked at was asparagus. Asparagus can be planted with basil, cilantro, dill, marigolds, um, oregano, parsley. You know, it helps repel any type of, uh, uh, I think it's called nematoids that they attack tomato plants and tomato tomatoes repel asparagus beetles. So here you have these two um, plants that are together that are literally helping you, you know, each other out. I mean, I won't say unknowingly, but, you know, they help repel these different pests that you know that uh, are being, that can be damaged by, you know, another, I'll say bug. <laughs> um, here's another one. Basil is a great plant to, um, is a great herb to plant next to tomatoes because it improves their flavor. That's important. That's interesting. That is very interesting. It also helps repel aphids, um, asparagus beetles, mites, flies, uh, mosquitoes, um, and tomato hornworms. Never heard of a tomato hornworm. I'm not sure if I want to find out. Um, I'll look up some pics. No, better not. Uh, It also works um, well when it is planted next to oregano and peppers. See, that is really, really interesting because... I'm going to have to ask someone that is an Italian and ask, hey, did you know this? Uh, Or is this just like a standard? And I'm not, I don't mean that to be funny. I mean, because think of that, you know, basil can be planted next to tomatoes and and Italians are using all these different, those specific type of, um, or certain Italians, or depending upon the cuisine, they're using those certain type of vegetables and so forth to add into their soups or their sauces and mm-hmm. so forth. And if it's already, you know, basil is kind of helping with that flavor and enhances the flavor even further in tomatoes. And, you know, here it's being planted next to also to oreganos and peppers. I'm like, all you have to do is basically grab up the whole entire <laughs> and just chop up everything, yeah, you know, and, and there you have a sauce. Oh, good Lord. You Thank you very much for showing me that. I don't like you. I do what I can. Yeah, you're gross. But yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, not only about the the flavoring, but also something interesting that I was thinking of. And if I'm having the wrong idea, again, we're both kind of, uh, kind of layman's in this field. The com- right, in the companion. But um, for somebody, like what you were saying, like, you know, we live in an apartment. And having this kind of natural layer of... of um, some type of pesticide protection right. might also be um, kind of an added benefit, an added layer. Because if you don't have a garden, a wide open space, you, whatever uh, whatever uh, pesticides you might use um, for, to protect your crops, if you're not outside, you know it kind of potent, creates a potential hazard. So exactly. now having like this natural layer of protection for your crops is also really good. This list is just way cool because. You know, I have never thought about um, it. It really is extensive and helps just it's knowledge. It's very knowledgeable. It's going to give you that education that you need that if you don't have that huge garden or if you want to get started with maybe a small bumper crop or of something, um, you could do a number of things. Um, aside from giving you the the actual descriptions themselves and and the lists of each one of the uh, either herbs or or uh, plants um, 
uh, and produce that you can uh, put together, it really does give you an infograph. As my nephew, this is a different article that he has, but it gives you a, a different uh, infograph of um, items that are um, vegetables and so forth that can be planted together. I'm looking at one or ones that have, uh, where is that? Brussels sprouts and eggplants uh, and bell peppers. Uh, another area of the garden that they have is rosemary, parsley, uh, uh, radicchio, um, bok choy, and spinach. Um, and ooh, there's also um, strawberries, which seems very odd to me, but apparently there has to be some reasoning why they have them all together. Onions, carrots, potatoes. Um, I, some of those make sense because a number of those are kind of are root vegetables, mm. but they. You know, they have um, also reasonings behind why they're all put together. Uh, apples and garlics and cherries. That part I wouldn't have understood. But once again, understanding about what how they benefit one another by placing them nearby each other or companioning um, them together will help improve your crop, protect your crop. Um, yeah, you this was just really interesting, and I just thought I wanted to share uh, and hope that you found it um, helpful um, as well. Oh, man. Where are we? Oh, gosh, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, I, so what have we learned today? <laughs> social distancing. We need to remember about social distancing. 100%. Definitely remember about social distancing. Uh, remember that you don't necessarily have to have a, a full crop or just one crop of, of vegetables or produce or whatever all together or you know in your plot of land. You can actually mix these things up. You know, find out about find out more about companion um, uh, planting. You know, I will make this uh, article available um, after today's show um, just to kind of. You know, give that information to you so that you'll have it available. Um, we, you know, talked about uh, what you could buy when you want to, and it doesn't necessarily have to be just about the Corona, uh, you know, virus or COVID nineteen situation, the pandemic that we've been yeah. um, suffering through. But you know, what to have in your pantry? My mother <laughs> <laughs> used to literally say, "We need to have this," and I'm throwing her under the bus. Toilet paper and water, man. My mother would just kind of like she wouldn't hoard it. Well, maybe some of my some might say another mm-hmm. version of hoarding, but just she would have. There would ne- not necessarily be any reason why to buy two twenty-four packs of Scott tissue at that. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> particular about that. You yeah, well, right. And then the same thing about water. And sometimes it may not have been her water, but you know, mm-hmm. she wants to know where the water is. And everything. but you don't, you have a, you have a bottle of water in your room. You know, you've got two stacks. Why are you caring about the other twenty-four pack that someone yeah. has? Anyway, but I'm no, making, uh, making light of it. If there's any lesson that I think, uh, uh, overarching lesson that we can learn from this whole situation is, um, is to have a good. Preparation, uh, good prep, like you said, your pantry items. Yes, because these are stuff, these are items that are gonna last. So regardless of what's going on, these are something that's really good to have in the home. Exactly, and really good to just kind of maintain. 
and that's you know it again does not necessarily have to be because of a pandemic or because because what if you just have the flu and you as i know that that's happened to me you've had fr- i've had friends that, that have said you know hey do you need stuff but when they aren't available or when you really need to go out and like dang i don't have any more food um I'm sorry, I'm that type, I'm that person where it's like, I don't want to call somebody at 8, 9 o'clock and be like, hey, can you, you know, bring me some onions and, you know, or vegetables or something like that. I'd rather be able to, you know, know to have certain things in my pantry that I could survive on or until I am able to go to the grocery store. So Mm. it doesn't necessarily mean, I know that I mentioned onions and vegetables and so forth, but I'm talking about things that can be sustained or can sustain you until you have that opportunity to actually go to the grocery store, either for yourself uh, or in this situation where everyone is able to fully get back to visiting the grocery store safely and in a health, um, more healthy environment. So, I mean, that's where we are. And I really hope you find this information or have found this information helpful. Uh, if you again have any questions or comments, I would love to maybe, uh, share some of the, with me, I, I would, I would appreciate it hope that you feel comfortable with getting in contact with me you could always reach me by email too which is the unbougie foodie uh at gmail.com so you know that's these are things that are important and especially during this time period and yeah if you if you're not doing it you need to start remember to wash your hands yeah yes uh, time for my psa oh boy <laughs> No, uh, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, please do it. Uh, Go ahead. Quick. And just, there's a reason why he could do it, too. Yeah, just um, social distance, people. Wash your hands as frequently as you can. Don't touch your face. That's really it. It's um, super simple, nothing crazy. I'm not saying to, like, wear hazmat suits around the house. Just make sure to wash your hands. If you go outside, wash your hands when you come inside. Yep. Don't touch your face a whole lot. And hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be back to our normal schedule soon. Exactly, exactly. Thank you, nephew, for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thank you all for tuning in. I will be back next week. This is a live show, and I want to encourage you to please uh, stay with us uh, and continue to pour WEQY as well as the Unbougie Foodie. Until next time, peace. Foodie.